Hey, welcome to Story Guts. Uh, this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. My name's Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And thanks for listening. We are recording our second Halloween month, aka October, uh, episode. <laughs> um, right. And we thought we'd, you know, try to get in a few more spooks and scares. Yep. <laughs> Um, I would not say there were a lot of spooks and scares in our last episode. No, Um, not really. But we were thinking through some, you know, like old school magic ideas. This time we're doing something a little more traditional. But first, before we get into our topic, Alice, please tell the story that you were telling me earlier. Okay. Because I think it's very appropriately Halloween-y. Okay. So there's an ice cream store in my, um, my city, San Francisco City of Angels. Um, called Salt and Straw, which uh, they do unconventional ice cream flavors. So in the past, they've done stuff like, oh, we took like a cheese and we blended it in. And like there's bread, like croutons and cherries in it. Or last last month, they had like bone marrow and cherries. And this month, they're like, hey, you know what's cool? Halloween flavors. But let's not just do like, oh, it's spookily delicious. Let's just have a bunch of fucking blood. Like... Let's make a flavor where we mix in pork blood, like Carrie Fisher's like PG thirteen rated remake where Carrie um, Fisher? Shit. Fuck. <laughs> Just Carrie. Carrie. Carrie is what you're thinking. Right. Yeah. Not okay. Anyways, um they have a flavor called Dracula Blood Pudding. I don't know why they needed to put Dracula in the front because it's made from pork blood. Um I tried- And as we know, Dracula would never stoop to drink. Blood. I just felt like he's all human or die. I just felt like blood pudding is like spooky enough, right? You don't have to be like it's Dracula's pork blood. It's like yeah, or not Dracula's pork blood, but Dracula's blood pudding. It's like it's blood pudding. It's spooky. That's that's gross. Yeah, you know. Anyways, I always try everything. I love eating blood, um, duck blood, or pork blood is a common thing in um, a Chinese hot pots. So I was like, I'll try it out. Um, and it kind of tastes like, um, I want to say it tastes like pumpkin pie spice. It's like pumpkin spice, but it has like a metallic aftertaste. And really like, what's the point? Like you're one, no <laughs> one's going to order it and be like, oh, I'm going to try that pumpkin. I, like, I love pumpkin spice, but I really want to taste like I bit on a nickel at the end. And people who are like, ooh, it's spooky blood flavor. Like they're going to be like, this doesn't taste like blood at all. Like they're going to be like. <laughs> And I, I know. And I know. I wanted to taste like the time I fell off my tricycle when I was a kid. I just wanted to be everywhere. So here's a question. Yeah. What does what does pork blood taste like usually? Um. So, if not just I, sort of like metallic. It's actually actually I don't find it metallic at all. Um, cooked pork mm. blood. Um, I want to say there there is like a firm, um, kind of a firm tofu. It has a little bit of a squeak to it if you've had halloumi. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like, um, I mean, that's all textural. What's the flavor? Oh, I guess it's, it is like, kind of like, uh, I, I wish I had a better way to say it than just like meaty, but, um, okay. 
but like it's 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 kind of like meat but without like texturally it's like just way different um because it's just like um just the blood and it and the and the flavor is actually kind of light um so it goes really well in soups where there's something to pair it with much like tofu <laughs> sorry i'm just like you know tofu for the vegetarians <laughs> and the, pork blood for pork blood for the opposite of that right um but i will say the uh so the interesting thing about cooked blood if you've um never seen it for some reason i <laughs> uh, can't imagine why um i mean it is like a dark maroon gray color i guess it is it, i mean it is the color of like blood stains on your bed sheet after you know a few days but it looks really cool i have seen it because i saw it with you when you had it once and it does yeah. look really cool um so so the ice cream was that color um so props props on that i guess um they added <laughs> enough blood that it looks like they should have stirred in like marshmallows or something that would have been like really gruesome uh anyways they also had uh they also had a uh creepy crawly flavor which was um grass flavored with uh candied bugs in it candied mealworms and crickets they had a regular flavor that was pumpkin like mummy pumpkin spice but it was actually just pumpkin spice um <laughs> They had a for the week. Yeah, week they, had, they had a candy topia, which was like um, homemade. Like it wasn't like brand name, but it was like homemade Reese's, Twix, and like Kit Kats mixed up with butterscotch ice cream. And they had essence of ghost, ghost, uh, where they actually didn't say what it tasted like on the menu. They just said it's gray ice cream mixed with black sherbet. And I was like, that's not a flavor; those are colors. So. What 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 do you think essence of ghost tastes like? I I think it will be like kind of minty but also like really mucusy and I blame ghostbusters for this. Mm. Yeah, I never got into the whole act- ectoplasm thing that just seems very not ghosty to me. Mm-hmm. So I definitely picture more of like a stale cloud. Yeah, I I actually think of like like, like vaping is basically like inhaling a ghost yeah exactly right like and you know i'm so glad we're talking about this in the present moment because like if we did this podcast like three years ago we'd be like i don't know it's just like inhaling a minty cloud or something or or a a stale cloud actually is perfect i think that like makes makes the best sense but um anyways they should make a vape flavor called ghost and he'll just be like wait a minute this isn't fun at all it's like a musty cloud it's like i walked into an old house and it's like yeah that's what a ghost tastes like which brings us to today's topic. What a ghost tastes like. That's <laughs> all we're ghost? talking about for the whole next hour. Our Get ghost ready. vegetarian. Um, <laughs> which is... Um, no, we're, we're, we're talking about ghosts. Right. Um, sadly, we're not talking about the consumption of blood. Sorry. I just <laughs> thought that was a good story and made Alice tell it. <laughs> it, it is really... Um, I'm really glad I got to eat it uh, because now I can tell everyone I did and get um, hipster cred. Um, yeah, for sure. But it's not blood. We could we, we could have done a blood episode, maybe. Um, it probably yeah, ended up being... We've done a vampire episode. We've done a cannibalism episode. We did we... a lot of sort of... Oh, okay. No, we didn't. We talked about cannibalism. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't think we did a cannibalism episode. Anyways, um, if we want a bonus Halloween episode, we could do that. Um, but <laughs> um, But ghosts. let's talk about ghosts. Um, so, f- obviously, the, the first thing I want to talk about is... Um, 
my favorite ghost, Ghost the Dire Wolf from Game of Thrones. Oh, fuck you, Molly. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was was good, Molly. Oh, my God. Um, No, okay. So, like, I'm trying to think where to start because I feel like there are so many things, Mm -hmm. um, like, to think about with ghosts. We can think about, like... Like what? What is the the ghosts are not always there in stories to be scary. Yeah. Um. So I think that's maybe like we we could start okay. there. Like the the purpose of ghosts in stories, it's definitely not always to be scary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though. I mean, I think I've seen ghosts. I mean, I've, it's it's interesting you say that because like there's like the ghosts that are like, oh, we have the ghosts that are represent the dangers of not moving on. I guess. Um, but those mm. are kind of scary. There's like, mm-hmm. um, there's like a uh, Christmas Carol. Um, yeah. But I guess I mean I guess they're kind. I mean they're kind. No, they're not really scary. They're not really scary, but they're like they're scary to Bob Marley. No, Shit. to Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge. Marley's Scrooge? the name yeah. of <laughs> God. Marley's <laughs> Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh God, I'm really. <laughs> I really should just stop with the just like stop at just one. Just stop name. trying to drop names, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of. I guess maybe I'm thinking of like looser categorizations of ghosts too. So mm-hmm. um, the the sort of like memory ghost where you like like somebody appears to you, but it's unclear if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there to sort of be signals, you know, often like a moving on. I'm thinking of um, there's a famous episode of Mad Men called The Suitcase that ends with sort of one of these oh, yeah. memory ghosts sort of like walking out the door. Um, and then in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, they talk about the phenomenon of the of the dream ghost. There's a whole song, Dream Ghost. You should look uh-huh. it up. It's quite catchy. Uh, but like basically it's the... Uh, it's when you when you dream and you like have this sort of like ghostly type figure, sort of a, a like like in a Christmas Carol or something, mm-hmm. uh, who helps you make decisions or like leads you on some sort of path, and you never know if it's real or not. What about that comedy movie where a person moves into an apartment and is and there's a ghost there, and he like ends up falling in love with her, but it turns out that she wasn't like. She was in a coma. Coma, a coma ghost. We talked about coma ghosts. Yeah. Uh, by we, I mean, I was just talking about this with Becky. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the yeah. Happily Ever After? Is, this... or... oh, God, um, no. no. It was some like really cheesy. It and was it... like something. The word heaven was in the title. Oh, sure. yeah. And it was like one um, of those. It was like famous because it ended with like a guy looking into a snow globe for God knows what reason. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. I just remember like this sort of like contrived coma ghost thing and i have to tell you this is a common fan fiction trope too is the coma ghost so Um, they're they're like like haunt they they like fall in love with a ghost but the ghost is not dead yeah Hmm. seems like a coward's way out like i'm just gonna say it is i mean it's that's what i mean i think it's a little like it's so that you can have i mean it's not really meant to be spooky so much as like tragic like the tragically impossible romance it's like the the there's a there's a famous old movie with this premise about like a woman who falls in love with the ghost of like an old sailor um Mm -hmm. and so i think that's sort of a a classic um okay ghost framework is this sort of like romantic distance and maybe there's like a little bit of spookiness to it 
but um, no, this I is, don't know. This is great. It's not, yeah, it's not just this sort of like um, malevolent uh, or sort of mischievous poltergeisty figure. Mm-hmm. Or the or a malevolent poltergeisty figure, such as in Poltergeist. Uh, yeah <laughs> no i'm really glad you brought that brought that up because like i i had forgotten kind of i had lost sight of the like the class i mean not, i don't know if a classic ghost is a good way but like ghosts as like we're dead like you know they're they're just dead but they're not malevolent they just like exist and they're just maybe they're trying to move on maybe they're trying to do something else but like they represent um an imprint they represent um a memory they represent a strong memory they represent just like a storytelling contrivance or whatever like yeah or like you know think about one of the sort of classics hamlet right yeah mm-hmm. you get hamlet's father the ghost who shows up to be like hey hamlet i was murdered please avenge me mm. um and he's not like unfinished I mean, business right it's not like the, the the ghost of hamlet's father is going off spooking the hell out of claudius or whatever the mm-hmm. the the brother who murdered him which right. i think would be a different how we sort of see it now yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> going around like scaring the shit out of him mm-hmm. but instead he appears as this sort of like messenger figure mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that's good because um we're going back to ghost as unfinished business which i think is like you're you're right in that it's the prototypical like classic ghost is a ghost is someone who died and hasn't finished whatever they needed to finish, so they're sticking around to help things move on. And even a lot of, like, the horror ghosts are modeled after this. It's like, it's just, like, what they need to move on. Like, they've lost sight of what they need to do to move on, so they're just, like, doing, like, horrible shit because they're mad right, or Right, or, like, whatever happened to them was so horrible that they sort of have to reenact it in some way or like cause it to happen again yeah um mm-hmm. right that's that's sort of common like the whole family gets slaughtered and then a family moves into a house and then mm-hmm. they end up all getting slaughtered or whatever it is right yeah and um I think my voice is extra extra frayed my vocal cords are extra frayed today or whatever they call that vocal <clears> fry vocal fry yeah well yeah but that's a that's a term made up to you know make women feel bad about talking so <laughs> true (laughs) it's fake um okay so so unfinished business and i think the and there's something like really powerful i mean i think ghost is one of the topics on this i mean like everyone i guess maybe not everyone but like everyone kind of has seen a ghost i guess like a lot of people have ghosts i have never seen a ghost i have never seen a ghost either but i remember i I feel like nicole cliff or something solicited like a tell me a ghost like a time you saw a ghost or whatever it's true and like i do know people who have ghost stories or some sort of ghost-ish story yeah like um um, my uh my mom tells me a ghost story like when my grandmother died like my cousin um says like that night like she was visited by the ghost of my grandmother and i'm 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 like kind of a cold-hearted skeptic so i was like okay so like she probably was thinking about my my, your grandmother a lot naturally in the brain you know whatever but ghost stories but like there's something really alluring about like um one a ghost basically proves the existence of a soul right like yes so that's that's super comforting that is 
It is. Yeah, that it is the soul. That is like. Um, I think there's that. I think there's also the idea of still being able to connect to someone after death mm-hmm. um, from both ends, right? Yeah. And we can only look to the sort of popularity, both historically. I mean, we can look to like the the huge sort of spiritualism craze of the late uh, 1800s mm-hmm. um, or to, you know, I don't remember if you remember in the uh, like 90s, early 2000s, there were all these like shows of like professional tv psychics who would like oh man i didn't know, you know that yeah like solicit people in the audience and be like i'm sensing a presence whose name begins with f do you know someone who passed whose name begins with f or maybe e or possibly an m <laughs> <laughs> right um i thought you were going to talk and... about danny phantom no and then like now you know i feel like there's still a lot of interest in sort of like and you know maybe it's like half ironic but like interest in uh spiritualism in psychics in um ouija boards ouija boards Um, i I guess so and sort of in this idea of like communication beyond the grave and i think that's like something of enduring appeal and also something that is very easy to scam people with Mm mm-hmm I mean, right now, it's it's just interesting because you mentioned spiritualism in the present sense. Um, and it feels like we're less interested in ghosts and more interested in, like, spirits, right? Like, we're less interested in, like, oh, it's an old dude from the 1920s. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Um, because that's, I don't know, it's just not as occult. Um, but also, I guess, like, the, the attitude we have toward, like, attitude the millennial generation has towards loss is not in a sense of like trying to discover it via like Ouija boards or something. It's more like yeah, devil powers. I mean, like if I'm being real, like our interest in the spiritual or the occult at this point is like uh, astrology and tarot, I think are the two biggest yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. things. And they're both about understanding yourself and your relations with others in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really about like communicating i mean in a way like they're kind of i think they're like more like quote-unquote therapeutic mm-hmm. um though i could see i don't know i don't want to say that because i could see um you know some sort of trying to communicate seance type thing being therapeutic but i don't know what i'm saying at this point uh mm-hmm. that's fair <laughs> um but i yeah I, I i agree that i don't think ghosts ghosts are a little too earnest for our Irony you know, poisoned. detached, ironized generation. I think ghosts, the reason that spirits are, are quote-unquote cooler than ghosts is that ghosts are like people and people kind of suck. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any better way to do that. It's like, like there is a framework of, I think you're right when you mentioned like the framework of the romantic ghost of the... Um, like the the love that is so strong like someone persists after death or like yeah the love of someone or for someone via something else like i need to warn my wife about our killer or like i need to like save my child from whatever or like just like i need to see my like clara one more time whatever but the appeal of that i mean i think like not moving on is a lot scarier now like I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm just trying to like <laughs> figure out like 
why exactly like that's not a comforting fact like yeah i think that that that's possible i also think um at this point we really have kind of reflexively been trained to think of ghosts as scary Mm -hmm. i think the 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 ghost genre of horror movie and horror novel is now has has far outpaced these more Mm -hmm. romantic um ghost suitors like versions of 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 sort of ghosts or the afterlife um and and so i think like the idea of ghosts if you buy into it is like for for us super scary Mm -hmm. because that's the dominant imagery that we have um okay yeah no, I yeah, no, you're right. Um and I wonder where the where the switch was, I guess, because it's like for a, it feels like there was like this tradition of like benevolent spirits, benevolent spirits of the past. Um and like I mean, in not necessarily story context, but like in maybe religious or like mythical context of like mm. spirits coming back and being like, Hey, I'm gonna help you on your quest or or whatever. Um, into like the almost like, all right, yeah, go on, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking, I think maybe it was more this idea of if a spirit or a ghost, if you interacted with a ghost of somebody, that was just the dead version of a person, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I feel like now we sort of inherently understand ghosts to be warped in some way. There's something mm-hmm. wrong if they're a ghost. They're, they're the product of trauma, um of some kind okay so so i think that's kind of the 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 distinction is like ghosts became less just like um chill huh yeah i mean just less like this is the dead version Mm -hmm. the soul right this is just the soul yeah so without the body and now and maybe not i don't want to be like now this may have always been um throughout a thought but um but i feel like that's less we're, we're less used to thinking of um a ghost is just being like, oh, this is just the, like, you know, helpful. Or, I mean, if they suck, it's because they sucked when they were a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're just, they're, they're right. the same. They're the Whereas same I think, person, yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, if the, the ghost of your mother or whatever, like, we would be afraid of that. Um, this, like, because there, we would be afraid that there's some sort of something wrong or twisted. Right. Right. The, that, like, the, the concept that this hypothetical ghost of your mother, like, uh, the desire to transcend death is inherently a unholy thing. So, like, right or whatever's keeping her from moving on means that there's something disturbing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have definitely framed like the idea of like moving on is the ultimate goal mm-hmm. for a ghost. That's right. Um, whatever that means, moving on mm-hmm. and. Uh, we, we've, I feel like I'm talking like this is a real thing, but like we've pathologized the idea of, um, staying as a ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so it's, it's harder for us to see. And do you see, think, yeah. And do you think that's like, um, what do you think about like the pathologize, pathologizing, uh, pathology, <laughs> God, pathologization? Pathologization. Pathologization? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. God, why is it so difficult? 
Um, I must be a ghost. I'm the one who it's like 11 p.m. for. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's been a long day um, for me. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, I mean, do you, do you feel like there is something, um, I mean, the word's overused, but like problematic about the pathologization yeah. of um, ghosts versus... I don't know that I would say problematic, but I think it speaks to this... Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I'm going to say teleological, but okay. what that means, do you know what that means? Like, like, uh, of... this idea that it's like headed toward, a, like, it's part of this ideology that says like, we are headed towards something like we are mm-hmm. moving toward a, um, a finishing point. There's some sort of destination in end, mm-hmm. in end. Um, and I think the idea of the, the ghost really upsets that, mm-hmm. um, because which is why this we get this ultimate goal of moving on because we have to sort of believe that we're continuously moving forward moving towards something um Mm -hmm. and the sort of like quote-unquote tragedy of the ghost is that it's sort of stuck in it's stuck it's in stasis um and Mm -hmm. we see that as being a problem i mean is it good to be constantly moving towards something i don't know maybe Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is sort of undeniable that we live in sort of a world that is framed in this sort of like teleological way where we Mm. um, have to constantly be assuming that we're heading towards something. I also think part of the like tragedy of the current moment is that we've really lost a lot of faith in that, uh, uh, that Mm. we're headed towards something or at least toward anything good. Um, Yeah. But that's a side note. Right. Oh, no, no, I, I, I think you I think you've been raising a lot of really good points and really interesting insights um into ghosts I guess or at least like this teleological teleological like the the reason that we find ghosts concerning I suppose is like not being able to get better I mean I think or at least with your respects to the current political moment you know there was mm-hmm. the same like you know um it's a long slow arc towards justice or right yeah right? and and a lot of people were like is it though <laughs> like it's not like you know um, the the wheels of justice grind slowly but they uh you know that's it that's the end <laughs> but sometimes they don't grind okay. anything at all okay <laughs> cool um great saying yeah i mean and i think there's like there's a reason right we have the language of being haunted um to describe not being able to move forward or not being able to get over something um Mm -hmm. or being sort of perpetually um you know bothered by or disturbed by or Mm -hmm. having to deal with something like a ghost a haunting is like essentially it's a trauma it's an an open wound that doesn't kill you but it never heals Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you're just kind of stuck there in pain forever yeah at least that's the way we frame it yeah the um i mean the idea of uh i mean what it's really interesting the when you say open wound um because like we don't have i don't know we 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 have heard of ghosts as like these psychic scars or like this these wounds on the fabric of like um the spiritual medium or just like existence um that prevent be, them being solved i suppose like them being completed 
Yeah, and I wonder whether we'll see stuff like regarding the present moment um, be coming out in like five or seven years where we where ghosts are framed differently, I guess. Like we, the idea of um, unfinished business, of not moving on, of trauma, like it makes sense. Like they all, they're all so rich um, and they're also, they lend themselves so much to interpretation um, mm-hmm. by like whatever our current uh, mode is. And I guess if we had like the lovelorn ghosts was, was a certain mode and like, the haunted ghost is another one. Um, ghosts as I mean, not even. Oh God, this is so cheesy. But like, we're talking about um, inst- like the millennial institution, institutional ghosts, right? Like the feeling that like we're being punished by people or things that should have died a long time ago or whatever. Mm. Like the electoral college. Like, what idiot <laughs> thought this was a good idea? Um, or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. And then like the, this this idea of like being corrupted, of being, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's just so interesting that we're talking as if you know you mentioned this earlier, like half jokingly, like oh, as if it is real. But like <laughs> we, every single like mythical thing has this weird framework of like mm-hmm. like vampires are not vampires if they can also survive by eating kale, right? You're like right. That's not a fucking vampire. A vampire has to drink blood that's, or... That's just a cannibal. Yeah. Or, like, that's the whole point. Um, or, like, the zombies, right? Or, like, with ghosts. And now we're, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this really funny kind of, like, essentializing, like, well, uh, it's not really a ghost if you're not, like, if the, the force to drive you beyond the veil of death does not, is not uh, corrupt you in some way, no matter how noble the intentions. You're, like, that's a mouthful. um i mean or at least if it's not if there's not some trauma there like i just think i mean i think even i know we're not like quite at the like specific stuff yet but like i was thinking about harry potter and the harry potter ghosts um and these are like largely comical characters um used just to sort of be fun but we still know that like all the ones that we get any insight into have some kind of like traumatic horrible death or life or um yeah mm-hmm. and and you know and that's sort of par for the course with Harry Potter like trauma central there yeah. but um but I do think that's just like it's 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 axiomatic at this point like it's just I'm I'm sorry I feel like I'm using a lot of grad school it's, all, it's fine because um... <laughs> i've been doing a lot of reading it's it's like it's um it's just a truism right mm-hmm. that like if it's a ghost something traumatic happened mm-hmm. um so that even in something like harry potter we we get that i mean and maybe like part of it is like we just like we assume that death is traumatic period mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's interesting because like it didn't it didn't used to be so given, right? Like there's like, you know, the, the loved grandfather dies and his ghost is like, yo, I'm out. And then like all his kids are sobbing. And then, and then like, you know, it's a very, it it is not haunted. It just like immediately leaves. Right. Um, in Harry Potter, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, 
they're all really dark stories. Like, Moaning Myrtle is, like, really funny. And then you're like, you've been trying to convince Draco to kill himself? Sorry, spoilers. (laughs) Um, You're like, that's fucked up, Moaning Myrtle. And Myrtle's like, hey, I'm going to go, like, peep on some, like, prefects now. Um, And I don't even know what, you know, Jeeves... Or Peeves? Peeves. What was his deal? Was he, like, strangled to death by a bloody baron or something? I don't something know. Like I don't know if we ever, like, learned exactly. But I think there was, that was always sort of implied that there was something there. And then, like, the bloody baron killed himself after killing... Right, yeah. The, the, the Raven, Raven Claw, Claw Lady Claw Left Selene something. Selene or whatever. I don't remember. Right, but it the, was, like, the standard lady or whatever. J.K. Rowling, like, murder-suicide <laughs> love pact. They're played for laughs, but you get the idea, like... They'd be really spooky if everyone didn't, like, pretend like they're fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, even they say this sort of, like, explicitly in the fifth book after Sirius dies. And Harry is like, oh, maybe he'll come back as a ghost. Uh And, you know, and he's told, like, that's for... He's not told, like, that's for cowards, but, like, that's for, you know people who aren't ready to move on and Mm -hmm. you know he would have he was he would have been again like the the i I just talking about his pathologization is so funny like it's like (laughs) like you've got a bad case of ghost (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like it just really does feel that way like the ghost the ghost is a problem that has to be solved it can't Mm -hmm. just be well no i i think that's I think that makes sense. I mean, I think the that's just sorry to just like I don't know keep heaping compliments on you, but it's really smart. Like the the ghost <laughs> as a problem to be solved, the ghost as like as like disease. I mean, it's it is like a mystery, like you know, black mold or something. You're like, I can't sell this house until I get rid of the ghost. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and and it is like, and the the problem here the the if we're talking about pathologization we're talking about disease like the element here is not like sickness it is uh injustice i guess like it is like the ghost is seeking because like we have this like the ghost is mad because it was never the body was never buried right or Mm -hmm. the killer still roams free right yeah again i think it's I know I just keep saying the word trauma over and over again. Yeah, trauma's but trauma like, mm-hmm. like to me, like I I do think it it's about trauma. Yeah. Like it's about, um, and I mean trauma in this, um, in the sort of like theoretical and and um, clinical sense of um, sort of a recurrent. Um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of like psychic injury yeah. that cannot be, um, you know, that can't really be escaped. That like fucks with all your sense of time and and temporality, yeah. and that um, you know keeps returning to you, um, you know, in flashbacks or, or whatever, and like physically mm-hmm. as well as like mentally. Um, yeah, and like I just think like that's what the ghost is a metaphor for <laughs> like that uh-huh. is that's it <laughs> okay yeah you're, you're um, just yeah not to like overly simplify but like the more i think about it like the more i'm like yeah i think i think that's it and i'm sure someone said that i'm sure many people have said that um and i know mm-hmm. for a fact there are um you know there's a lot of critical work on 
the question of ghosts, haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, haunting. There's definitely a book about like the use of ghosts in um, African American literature, mm-hmm. and uh, how they, um, you know, are are very much about sort of like a a deep, deep, unhealed racial trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess some part of me is wondering, like, is, is there a way to to just be okay with i don't know is that is that bad to say like to just be okay with the ghost Uh like to just have the ghost um not necessarily be on this trajectory you know either a trajectory toward resolution or toward destruction um yeah i think so i don't know Um, and what would that mean if if it was i mean we like for a second i mean to talk to an earlier part about trauma, um, well, I mean, one thing I was thinking of, of ghosts as, like, when you talk about it as wounds, as, like, pathologies, of just sort of thinking about ghosts as, like, wounds on the fabric of society or where society has allowed injustice and trauma to be yeah. perpetrated. Um, yeah. But if we if we take a step back from that, if we, st- I mean, if we take a step back from, like, what are ghosts in, like, the, the big, you know, big, big capital letters... Um, a ghost, specifically a ghost. I mean, we look at a movie like The Babadook, which is not about a ghost, but it is about using the lens of uh, monsters to look at um, trauma. And I think, mm-hmm. and I think there, I think there are. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think there are ideas around like we don't need to solve a ghost. I'm not sure if it is in the sense of like yeah. we don't know how to solve a ghost. Like, yeah, I think I think that's because I think you're right. The the Babadook is a great example of that. I'm also thinking of I've mentioned this movie before multiple times. You should just watch it. It's so good. The others, the others, uh-huh. um, which is very much about sort of like ghosts and trauma, and mm-hmm. um, and comes to a very interesting resolution on that question, which I yeah. don't want to tell you because I want you to watch. Yeah, the movie. sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, no, it's um, okay. I'm just. It'll be it'll uh, be my Halloween this year. But uh, yeah, I I think that's definitely a good point. So like that that there is at least artwork and and media that is grappling with this question of living with the ghost rather than. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, needing to banish it or help it move on or bring it back to life, uh, yeah. get it out yeah. of the coma. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, and I think in a, in a sense, um, some people see the Haunting of Hill House adaptation by Netflix. Um, some people also see it through the a kind of a similar lens. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it, but like some people are argue that like, if you look at the haunting of if you look at these ghosts, we're talking about um the specter of mental instability like the specter of genetic mental instability um mm. which is how one of the so the haunting of Hill House bears you know not a ton of resemblance to Shirley Jackson book uh the film <laughs> the the mini series revolves around the crane family, which like lived in the house until one day like their father just scooped everyone else, left, and says their mother committed suicide. Um, so the oldest brother is kind of like, I'm never going to have kids. Like, everyone in our house, like, has, like, bad blood. It's like, it's like kind of, he almost, mm-hmm. like, explicitly is like, we have bad blood. We have mental illness in our genes. 
like there's no such thing as ghosts and like the fact that people keep um saying that there are is just hurting everyone like hurting my mm-hmm. younger sister hurting my younger brother um because they think there's ghosts they they think they can blame stuff on ghosts um mm-hmm. and like big surprise ghosts are real uh, <laughs> but um people have read into i mean I, it's it's a very like stark st- stating of like oh you know like this um there is a way to deal with these demons, like literal, like literal ghosts, um, literally being haunted. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think again, I have, I have not yet seen the Netflix adaptation though. I will watch it. Um, I do want to watch it, Eh. but (laughs) I mean, I'm hearing good things from a lot of people. Okay. So Um, it won't just be my fault when you hate it. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, at least, you know, I want to give it a little bit of a shot. Um, but the, wait, what was it? Oh, but the, this is definitely, I think, ingrained in the book, too. Like, it, this idea of inherited trauma, which I think is mm-hmm. not as um, explicit in the book. Yeah. And we've talked about the book before. You can listen to it on our Haunted Houses episode, which I think was our like very our first, first episode. episode? uh wow so we should go back Um, to it anyways just to just to polish it up a bit yeah uh yeah so i'll i'll sort of recap some of what i said then well i assume Mm -hmm. i'm recapping i don't really remember um but in in that novel the it's the house itself that is wrong in some way um we we get the sense that it is haunted but maybe not in the exactly in that there are ghosts but maybe they are ghosts like it's it's not clear Mm -hmm. um but what becomes clear, and I think this is not as obvious, maybe, if you're not reading for it, is that, like, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of trauma in that house. Um, yeah. And specifically, it's implied that the 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 father who built the house was, um, like, abusive to his daughter, daughters maybe Mm -hmm. um and then you also get this like sort of classic ghost story of um you know a woman who died unfairly or she ends up killing herself because of these unfair things that happen blah 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 but Mm -hmm. i really think the like seed of it is in that sort of like uh implied story of abuse at the beginning um and that just sort of is what spirals out from there um all of which is to say like (laughs) It's, um, yeah, I think it's very much about sort of inheriting and it's about inheriting, not even just through the family line, because it's like these people who have their own traumas, um, especially the character of Eleanor, um, you know, gets to this house and is able to sort of be like psychically imprinted on it or on, on herself by it, um, Mm -hmm. because of this sort of connection to this legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. Are there any other ghost ghost stories you want to bring up? Casper the Friendly Ghost? Yeah. Do you I remember mean, I anything like about that? Classic. I do, but not a lot. So there's Casper. He's like cute and little. He's got two ugly brothers, or maybe three, and they're scary and mean. And Christina Ricci is in the movie. <laughs> That's right, the I end don't... of my... I don't remember anything about Casper the Friendly Ghost. In fact, the, I know more about Casper the Mattress Company 
that I know about the ghost. Like I think I mean I think once again this is sort of a um the the assumption is that ghosts are bad. That's why Casper's exceptional. Right. He is the friendly ghost. He is not the He's a little boy. Um so his his death is definitely traumatic whatever it was, right? Cuz he's a little boy. Um But it, and... it can't be too traumatic. Maybe it's like a car because accident. Because he's not I don't. I don't know. I don't remember if they get into it or not. Right. It can't be like he was um, strangled by his. But I. But I do mother. feel like I do think it's like the story. No, <laughs> I do think the story. It is the story. Like I think he. I don't be like. I think he moves on at the end. But I think like, he kind of does, doesn't he? I. It has to be right. That that is like that is how a, a ghost. I feel story like I remember happening. him kissing Christina Ricci, the little girl. And then, like, you know, in, like, a cute little kid kiss or whatever, like, they do. And then yeah. sort of, like, fading away. Um, but, yeah, I don't have strong memories. I think that's that's pretty much what All right, I got. Next, um, next ghost property, Ghostbusters. We can talk about the I've, new one because we I've only seen it. the new one. Okay, fair. Um, I may have seen the old one, but I don't remember it. Um, not really anything interesting about ghosts in this one to me. Right, this yeah. Is, it was, th- this just is just sort ghosts of like... as distorted monsters. But not even with much resemblance to anything that was ever human. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, uh, moving onward. Oh, you never saw the um, the Daniel Radcliffe movie, like Lady in Lady in Black. Lady in Black. No, but it's did pr- you? Pretty. I did. It was it was fine. I mean, it's it's a low key horror movie. It's just sort of like, um, you know what? I don't really really remember much about it either. I know that Shutter. We could talk about Shutter. The Japanese one. We, actually, we talked about it we, in um in the past. I know we we definitely did because I remember writing the content warning I for do it. Too. Um, we could talk about uh we could talk about um, Crimson Peak, which you which we definitely talked about for the haunted house episode. Um, but that's just like this. These are just like malevolent ghosts that. I mean, I think Crimson Peak is. I mean, yeah, it's malevolent. Well, they're not just malevolent, no, though. No, actually, none of them are malevolent. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, Crimson Peak. It's. It's. They. They. They are scary. We'll put it that way. They're scary, mm-hmm. and they're definitely products of trauma, like lots mm-hmm. of trauma. Um, yeah. And I don't actually want to give that much away because I'm trying to get someone to watch this movie. Wink. Um, oh man. Wink. It's uh, a good. It's. It's actually not it's that good. scary. It's not very scary. It's much more of a gothic romance. Um, mm-hmm. And but but Tom yeah, I, I do think it's it's sort of a classic like site of trauma produces these ghosts that are disturbing um, that sort of need resolution in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the one you mentioned before that? Shudder. Shudder. Shudder's a really fucking scary ghost. It is. A Who hell also of... is a. Product of severe trauma. Yes. And also, I guess, I guess, I mean, and I guess this is a spoiler for the ending of that movie. That's definitely an example of living with the ghost. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah. it's a great example because he should have to live with that ghost. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an example of, like, his girlfriend's, like, what the fuck? I'm being haunted by this scary ghost. And then you find out at the end that the scary ghost is actually just, like, using the ghost language of terrifying hauntings to be like, no, my boyfriend's bad news. Like my, like the guy that you're seeing is a real 
monster piece of shit yeah yeah if, if not monster at least like a huge piece of shit like maybe his friends are like monsters but he's not he's culpable too um, yeah um yeah. it's it's a it's a doozy of a movie it, um, yeah that's a good way to put it um doozy <laughs> but of a i movie. do think yeah it's it is very much like about that uh you know sort of carrying that burden of the ghost forever Mm-hmm. and just having to live with it yeah yeah and i think uh, this i mean these are all examples of um if not malevolent ghosts at least like ghosts as like something that as loose ends as wounds that need to be healed as like as sites mm-hmm. of trauma like unsurprisingly like it's a mm-hmm. violence against women like i think we have um yeah. there's a lot of really interesting literature on like uh woman as horror monsters or as ghosts as like the site the last site of monstrous power for women who have been wronged um mm-hmm. and you know we'll i'm not I, we probably won't get into that very much but like the last two crimson peak and shutter um the japanese version not the american version where they kind of oh, get yeah, don't wrong. watch the american version um, if you watch the it's a, it's a thai thai movie actually oh thai sorry thank you yeah. thank you for correcting me yeah, are 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 good examples of like revenge ghosts. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got sort of your I don't know. Are these ghosts? Is the girl from the ring a ghost? Yes, I would she's say a ghost? she she is because she died. I mean, she, she okay. was a she was a little Which, girl again. That died. I mean, again, it's it's a it, it is a. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot to be said actually there in terms of this sort of like perpetuated like it's a ghost that demands that her trauma be uh perpetuated over and over again and like spread um sort of mm-hmm. infinitely and what is, what's oh no go ahead no i mean i think i think um i think the rings are really actually interesting way to talk about it given what we've talked about thus far because we have the video we have the video which is like a collection of trauma we have this and that like because in snippets such that you don't understand it but it's like it's scenes from when she was entombed in the well it's scenes of like when she um you know the saw her mother commit suicide or something or like when she like yeah i can't quite remember yeah but um i've not watched that movie in a long time because it scared me so bad it's a fucking scary movie it's a it's a <laughs> um but it, it yeah. is like a collection but yeah it it's, is it's, like this it's sort of this her trauma is encoded in this like weird video mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then like this video, you watch it and you will die seven days later unless you pass that trauma on. Um, you you either if you do not if you do not expose someone else to that trauma, you will like it will it will uncoil within you and destroy you. Um, which is such which is an interesting like if we're talking about pathologization of jization of trauma, like this is like probably like the most explicit like trauma is a virus like trauma is um and also like what we talked about briefly earlier about like um the monstrous seeking of revenge of like mm-hmm. um it is and it's it is so interesting where you know it's like oh like in these ghost stories it's always like oh yes like the person who died definitely didn't deserve to die um yeah but what they're doing now is wrong <laughs> like they're they're taking yeah they're indiscriminately taking people out um yeah which is is one of the other reasons shutter was pretty satisfying yeah that's Um, true yeah but i also think that 
and maybe this is why I'm sort of on this question of like letting the ghost just exist um, is because or letting the trauma just exist is I think there's there is a problem in this investment in the revenge narrative in this idea mm-hmm. of like I mean it's it's an it's it's both a sort of empowerment fantasy but also a fear that like women or children are right. able Ultimately, to sort of take this revenge um, you know once they've been brutalized and killed and all these things. Um, Ultimately, it is about fear. Yeah. Um, And, like, so I I feel like I can simultaneously sort of be like, yeah, ghost from Shudder, do your thing. (laughs) And also (laughs) um, be frustrated that the... um, at, at, the at the the the, the, the fact that sort of like being brutalized is what makes a woman being brutalized and dying is what makes a woman powerful for the first yeah. time mm-hmm. and that being brutalized and murdered is what turns a woman into a monster yes and the fact that two are linked in ghost yes. linked inextricably and i and i get that yeah and that's it's not great <laughs> yeah um yeah, and I think I I think there's something really powerful if if we are to look at ghosts as like a very bare and very obvious examples of trauma. Like there is something important in ghost stories where they coexist. Like in like we're talking about the Baba Duke. We are talking about mm-hmm. um, fiction where ghosts uh, kind of do represent some kind of unstated trauma. Hereditary, you know, we could even talk about hereditary. Well, I haven't seen it, but you are. But I have heard it's very much about trauma. It's very much about trauma. I don't think it's actually about ghosts, really. Um, but holy oh. shit, it's about trauma. Um, uh, I would recommend you see it, but there's, uh, I mean, you should see it. I feel, I feel okay. like it relates to your stuff, but I don't think it's by a woman. So, and I, I guess not for prelims. I mean, I don't do film anyway. Yeah, fair um, enough. But there, there's something really important about like the the lesson of um of living with trauma and i think that's something like we uh sort of like mental health or you know people with um trauma or with like you know i have anxiety i have depression Mm -hmm. like i will live Mm -hmm. with it forever and i am managing Mm -hmm. it um but sometimes i have bad days like it's that's kind of like baba duke's like whole thing Mm um and that's a lot more empowering because it's a lot more achievable in that it is achievable versus like you will never ever be traumatized again i guess right or that this is something that can heal and never right be seen again yeah like, right. like or, or like there, that it there will is disappear the... it will move on yes and then like it's you gone it's in the past on. it's crossed to the other side right <laughs> yeah like you'll conclusively just like kill this ghost um so yeah i mean because there's no there's no like magic bullet like frequently that's the issue like you know exactly why and Mm -hmm. that doesn't help like it's Mm -hmm. the brain doesn't the brain isn't like oh you solved my you've solved my trauma puzzle like (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah Yeah. no i think that's (laughs) correct well put Mm. (laughs) <laughs> um 
right, All right. Do you want to do any concluding ghost thoughts? Um, sure. The ghost flavor is like half ice cream and half sorbet, so it's like not that great um, texturally. At salt and straw. Oh, did you try it? Yeah, I did. Um, oh. I think, what did it I think, taste like? I think it was like chocolate something and then like minty sorbet or something. So it was like kind of like a Rita's water, like a, why am I saying Rita's water ice when like no one except anyone from the East Coast will understand what I'm talking about. Um, it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, like okay. water ice rolled with um, ice cream. Um, so it's like kind yeah, of neat. Yeah, it doesn't but... sound great. Um... I-, I didn't really try more of it because I wasn't really impressed by it. But final yeah. ghost thoughts, Molly. Final ghost thoughts. Like everything, it's all about trauma. It's just always all about trauma. I'll, or at least I'll make it that way. Hey. I'll make it about trauma, bitch. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. what they call me. The trauma bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's... Uh, uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, okay. So what, you know, our usual, like, check-in yeah. segment. What's yeah. going on with, or, you know, what's what's going on with you in terms of media? I, clearly you've been watching or you watched The Haunting of Hill House, the whole thing. Did you finish yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I think I finished it. Maybe I finished it last time I mentioned it. But like I said, um, it, it got really good. And I think the last episode, it was, like, really depressingly conventional um, in, mm. in some ways. Um. But I think I think if you if you examine it through the cast of like mental illness and coming to terms with it, maybe it makes more sense. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. The jury's out. Um, I want to see Channel Zero. Channel Zero is like the creepy, like quote unquote creepy pasta television show. Um, I really like season. Like every season is like a new story. Um, so the fourth season is called the Dream Door. It's about a couple who like finds like a mysterious door appearing in their basement where none was before, um, and then. Um, yeah, and I really like the second season, which is about, like, a haunted house that, like, is, you know, not what it seems. Um, I recently, so there's a series of, so if you remember, um, our favorite topic when we talk about ghosts and witches, which is Anne Boleyn Soccer Witch, um, from last episode. Um, I found the author wrote a third book, uh, recently called, um, Who Killed Sherlock Holmes? Um, and I am, I got it. Oh, out. what a cover. Uh, Alice is currently holding up the cover. Right. And it does have like a pentagram on it. It says, yeah, who killed Sherlock Holmes over, a, I assume a map of London with a pentagram underneath. Um, and the backs and the, and the tagline on the back says the ghost of Sherlock Holmes is dead, but who will solve his murder? Um, so I'm going to, I'll read it. I'll, I'll report back on it. I'm glad I found it at the library because I'm not paying money for this. Um. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I've had such a busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, so all my reading, I think, has been academic, uh, which is why I keep talking like an annoying academic. Yeah. Oh, I've been um, watching The Good Place. Oh, I'm behind. I'm a couple episodes behind. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I finished Strong Girl Bong Soon. Um, Does she? It en- continued to be wildly, uh, inco- or just not incoherent, but like the the moods were weird. The tone was shifting rapidly. So is it is it over? It's. I think it's over. Yeah. Does she lose her superpower at the end? No. Okay, that's nice. I mean, I will tell I you, she loses assume- it for like one episode. 
I mean, I understand that she has to lose it for one episode, but I was hoping it wasn't like yeah. a Matilda thing where like, or Madeline. No, she, she doesn't. She's, she stays strong. She's got those strong girl genes. Nice. All right. Um, and other than that, um, still just slowly rewatching the Borgias with my housemates. We just watched two episodes tonight. Um, we're like in the middle of season two. Uh-huh. It's kind of a slog at this point. A lot, I don't know, a lot of things are happening, but it's also just like. But not literally exciting things. It's okay. I'm like, I'm looking forward to season three or like the end of season two. Part of it's just, uh-huh. I don't remember a lot of this part. So I'm just like, oh, this is when he's like having a bunch of sex with this woman. Oh, and he's having a bunch of sex with this woman. Oh, <laughs> and now there's doing some murder. Okay. Oh, right. some more murder. Um, and, and papal intrigue. Right. But you're like, if you want a papal intrigue, you watch the young Pope. So that's true. Um, I don't know anything about the young Pope. It sounds like the wildest ride ever. It does. Okay, here's the sad thing. I what I wanted, um, Becky and I need a new show to start watching, and mm-hmm. what I wanted and what what we wanted to watch was the nanny, uh-huh. but it is oh. not streaming on any streaming platform. Oh, that's weird. Yep, it's very sad. Huh. I may have to break down and buy the DVDs. No. No. No, never, never, <laughs> never buy the okay. DVDs. Um, okay, anyway, well, so yeah, I have some suggestions, nothing's going but they're on. They're all horror. Second season of Channel Zero. Oh, okay. I don't think Becky is going to want. Okay. We will talk okay. about this later. All right. All <laughs> I don't right. think all everyone right. needs to know all of Becky's business. Although, <laughs> yeah, our that's listeners right. probably do at this point. Enough of her okay. business, anyways. All right, I'm going to go to bed because it's 1130 and I'm tired. But uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. You can follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at StoryGutsCast, which I have not updated in a long time, but I will try to do mm-hmm. so soon. And Thanks, uh, you can follow us individually at uh, I'm at the Molly Jean. That's the M-O-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. I'm uh, at Alunculus, A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Um, um, you can also email us at storygetscast at gmail.com. But we will say, um, like, our personal Twitters are way better for getting in touch with us. Yes, because I remember to check it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I keep saying I'll check it. I mean, we I basically check the personal, I mean, not personal, check our podcast email, like, once a month at this point. So if you yeah. haven't heard back, it is because I'm delinquent. Sorry. Um. Yeah, so I think that's it, and have a happy Halloween. Have a spooky Halloween. Yeah. We also will not, um, we won't have an episode before, another episode before the uh, election, so oh, make sure you get out and vote yeah. on uh, election day, please which vote. Please, please is vote. next Tuesday. Tell your parents to vote. Yep. If they're, they're going to vote Democrat. By the way, tell them to vote Democrat. Yeah. Don't actually, don't tell your parents to vote if they're like pretty Republican. You know. Uh, <laughs> Look, voter suppression okay. is a thing, but <laughs> the numbers are stacked against us, Molly, is what I'm saying. I didn't say anything. Okay. Don't okay. Disagree. All right. All right. Um, okay. Le- okay. I'm lost. Okay. We'll sign off. Okay. Sign off. You, you are. sign off. No, I'm no, Molly you Curran. are. And I'm Alice Sly. <laughs> and stay hungry. And spooky. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I'm so tired. <laughs>